Welcome to Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. I'm Tammy Hooker. We're glad you found our little on-air hangout with stories from inside Plano and just outside of what you might expect. Traffic is a little like the weather. Everybody complains about it, but nobody does anything about it with the exception of County Commissioner Duncan Webb. While the rest of us are complaining about the traffic in Plano, and Collin County for that matter, Duncan is thinking ahead to find a way to keep traffic in Plano and Collin County under control. It's a complicated and somewhat thankless task that demands the cooperation of a number of different local municipalities and government agencies. My name is Duncan Webb. I'm a Collin County Commissioner, Precinct 4. I live in Plano, who's been experiencing growth since I've been here. Give me an example of how long it's going to take to go through an intersection in Preston Road in the future. Uh, if we're, and we're talking out in the 2040 to 2050 range. Uh, the projections that we're doing show that instead of taking one cycle to get through a light, it could take four or five cycles to get through an intersection, which I, from my perspective is just unacceptable. Five cycles. How long is that? We're going to let you, Plano Podcast listeners, experience that right now. It's like being on hold for 12 to 15 minutes in your car. Picture yourself trying to get home after a long day at the intersection of Park and Preston during rush hour. To help me out, our Plano podcast producer, Mary Jacobs, will keep time for us throughout the broadcast. Mary? Okay, you're stopped a long way from the light, but it has just turned green. And that's the start of cycle one, starting the clock. Thanks, Mary. While you picture yourself inching toward Park along Preston Road, let's hear from Duncan Webb on some of the challenges ahead. You said that we can expect the traffic in Plano and Collin County to get even worse in the next few years if no action is taken. How bad will it be? I think the headline in the Dallas Morning News of ticking time bomb is probably apropos and dead on. And the problem is the bomb's getting bigger. It's not staying stagnant. The problem's getting worse and worse by the month. It's going to be the point, I, I call it California. If you've seen California or been to California, California gridlock around LA, we're moving that way if we don't do something How's that going to affect our city in terms of people wanting to come here or not come here? The concern is, as outlined in the news article, is that at some point, just like in California, people are going to get so tired of transportation gridlock that the employers and the people are going to want to find another place to live and work. And so I'm worried that the economic engine that Collin County has experienced over the last almost 40 years is going to slow down or stop. What are some of the key reasons why this is going to be a problem? What's happening what are, demographically? Uh, the population, the employers want to be here. Uh, Texas offers great opportunity, low tax, low regulation. The cities up here are outstanding, great education systems, great 
uh, uh, amenities. Everyone wants to be in Collin County, and as a result, everyone's coming. And therefore, uh, each family brings at least two to four cars, and which means there's more people on the road, and there's more traffic, and it's and our and we've already reached our capacity, much less what it's going to be in the future. Now, let me just ask you personally, how do you deal with traffic? I tend to try to avoid traffic because mm -hmm. I do not like waiting. Mm -hmm. And I do get frustrated mm -hmm. if I have to, if it takes more than one cycle to get through an intersection. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so I just start getting on, uh -huh. while I'm sitting, I get on and look at my phone and answer email, <laughs> and talk on the phone. And so I use it as a productive means. Okay, we're at three minutes. A few cars have inched through the light and we're stopped again and now it's turning green. We're starting cycle two. Are you worried you're going to be late to Gigi's soccer practice, Tammy? Let's hope not. Duncan, based on the traffic studies and projections, what do you think needs to be done? Um, I think the commissioner's court, when I made a presentation on this issue, we outlined four major corridors that need to be improved into what most people call freeways. And of course, one of the corridors is to relieve 75, one of the corridors is the 380 corridor, another corridor is US 78 corridor, and the last corridor, of course, is what's called the outer loop that goes along the north side of the county and comes all the way down on the east side and ties into Bush in 30 and 20. And the Outer Loop is actually called the Outer Loop. It doesn't have a number or a name other than that? Right now, it is called the Outer Loop. Okay, so these are four corridors. The idea is to build roads in each of those? To build freeways so that people can move from various, either from outside the county into the county or from in the county to out or in and around the county. I'm on Preston Road right now. Where would 78 be? Is 78 north or south? Or 78 is east of Lake Levon. Okay. If you live around the Wiley area, you will know what 78 is because right now most people who live at least in Plano have no idea that 78 is some of the worst congestion in the entire county is on US 78. And is it currently at... Four lane, two lane? It is currently a portions of it are six lane divided and some of it's four lane divided and it's being improved. It's all the south part of 78 is being improved to all six lane divided. So the goal is wider? Yes. By um, freeway, think of LBJ, think of central. Basically, you have three service lanes, you have at least four main lanes on each side. So that's when I talk freeways, that's what we're talking about. So what we're talking is taking a six lane, which would be three on each way as a, a divided boulevard and changing it to effectively seven lanes on each side. So they're, they're more than doubling the capacity. So 78 for the people who live Wiley and East, that direction, that makes sense. What about 380? 380 is the midpoint of the county. Uh, it goes right through the middle of McKinney. It's, a, it's an east-west roadway. If you look at the map of Collin County, it's the midpoint. And it connects Hunt County to us, and then it, of course, connects to Denton County. Hold, please. 
we're getting a little closer to Park Boulevard. Ah, oh, it's taking so long. The light has just turned green and we're starting cycle three. We're not even halfway yet. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to stick nails in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what can voters in Collin County do, Duncan, to help address these challenges? Well, the challenge is that I'm looking at things on a long-term basis. As I said, we're looking at 2040, 2050. Most city councils are looking at things at a substantially shorter period of time. They're looking at three years, they're looking at five years. They're not looking 25 years or 35 years out. So I, what I need everyone is to go talk, contact your mayor, contact your city council people and advocate for, hey, we need to look at this as a long-term strategy on how to deal with traffic congestion based upon the build-out models that exist for the county. People don't realize the build-out models show the county at somewhere between 2.1 million and 3.5 million people. Dallas right now is only at 2.5 million. Can you imagine that Collin County is going to have populations that's greater than Dallas County is currently? How are we going to move all those people around? Which is why the gridlock of possibly five cycles to get through an interchange is, is what's being projected if we do nothing. So there's the issue of getting people on board, but there's also money. Where would the money come from? The money is going to come from several pots. The primary pot is uh, the citizens of Texas approve Prop 1 and, and Prop 7, and those provide funding for transportation. And so a lot of the funds are going to come from those two pots. In addition, there may be some federal money, but I don't, I'm not planning on seeing any federal, and the, and the balance is going to have to come from Collin County residents. Uh, and, I, and based upon the economic models I've seen, and I'm, we're projecting if we get our fair share of funding at the state level and combine with what the Collin County budget can, we should be able to do the four major corridors, build them with those two resources. Okay, you have to have the city councils on board, but who, need, who makes the big decision? To clarify that for people. Um, well, the cities have to be on board because those roads go through their cities. And without their approval, it won't happen. Now, in terms of overall who makes the ultimate decision, um, there is a metropolitan planning organization called the RTC, Regional Transportation Council. They make all transportation decisions related to building and design throughout the whole DFW area. Hold, please. Now, I've got some good news. We are more than halfway there, and we are starting cycle four. I hope you're not low on gas. Me too. Well, I have an electric car. <laughs> All right. Um, you just were talking about the cities. The cities would need to be on board here in Collin County for this transportation plan, for the corridors to, you know, be funded and built the way they need to be built. What communities really need to buy into the plan and what steps are you taking to convince them? I would like all the communities in Collin County to buy into the plan. However, as I've stated, the key cities are the ones that these road corridors are going through. 
So like as for an example, I'm only an example, 380, you have Frisco, Prosper, because that, that is 380. Then you have McKinney, then you have Princeton, then you have Farmersville. So for that corridor, I need buy-in from all of those cities to move the model and look at a freeway type structure going through their cities so that we can move traffic east-west along that 380 corridor. You mentioned a little bit that cities have to approve it. I'm just, you know, a very average person. And you'd go, well, of course we want traffic to flow. Of course we want economic growth. We want people to be able to get where they need to get. What would be a reason that you would go like, ah, I don't want to do it? Because short term, there is going to be major impacts. These corridors are already developed. 380, if you go up to 380, you'll see retail along that corridor. You'll see a little bit of commercial. You'll see there are six lane divided. We're gonna have to tear all that out, possibly, because we're gonna need another 150 feet to build a freeway through there. A lot of them gonna have to also invoke eminent domain. We will app if we can't buy the property voluntarily, you know, they won't sell voluntarily, eminent domain would be on the uh, horizon, yes. Always a popular move. And that means that those cities on the short term are going to have less sales tax revenue, less property tax collection until those, the areas around that freeway corridor redevelop to a higher and better use. Hold, please. Okay, it's been 12 minutes since we started the clock. We, as we said before, it's five cycles at every light, three minutes a cycle. That means it's going to take you 15 minutes to get through every major intersection on Preston Road. And throughout this broadcast, we are still not there yet. Remember, you can always listen to Plano Podcast, but let's hope you don't have to do it for that long. Lord, no. How does public transportation figure into all this, Duncan? If you're talking about all this congestion, the obvious answer is public transportation. Public transportation has to be part of the solution, absolutely. The, the problem with public transportation is we have a county that really has two cities that are part of DART and the rest of the cities that aren't part of DART at all. So how do we move and have public transportation which is seamless between these cities when you only have two that are members and the rest aren't. Either those cities are going to have to join DART or there's going to have to be some agreement between the transit agencies on how to move in and out of these different transit areas. Uh, If I were a person riding on wanting to go from point A to point B, let's say from Plano up to McKinney, DART doesn't go to McKinney because McKinney's not a member city. So how are we going? No one wants to transfer, transfer, transfer just because they change from a DART to a Denton County or to a Tarrant County. So somehow there's going to have to be ultimately, if we can't get one transit agency to cover all the Collin County cities, we've got to have some sort of an agreement whereby these transit agencies work seamlessly so that the customer can ride from point A to point B without multiple transfers 
uh, just because that the ownership of the of the line changes. So that sounds like herding cats. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's got a little ways to go. <laughs> now, here's a personal question. Why take this traffic issue on? Why do you have a passion for this? It seems like the kind of thing that's totally, absolutely crucial, but it's not terribly sexy, interesting, or glad to make you a bunch of friends. Why are you taking this on? Um, I'm, a, I'm a native Dallasite. Uh, I've watched Dallas grow and take and see, seen its positive and negative negatives with respect to traffic congestion. I've lived here in Plano for pretty much all of my adult life. I've raised my family here. Both of my, all my family lives here. All my, I suspect my daughters are going to live here and raise their families here. Why wouldn't I take it on? It's, it's a need for not just me, but really this is a need for future generations and I want Cullen County to be the place to come. Hold please. And good news, we've just gone through the light. Yay! <laughs> 15 minutes, this entire podcast at one intersection. Duncan, we wish you the very best in your efforts to proactively address the traffic situation in Plano and in Collin County. We hope this podcast will inform our listeners and spur them to action. I want to thank you all for allowing me the opportunity to do this. I want to get the message out. That's the whole thing the Commissioner's Court's trying to do right now is get the message out to all the people so they can contact their local officials. Now, Duncan, we'd like to share a song composed in honor of your quest to keep Collin County's traffic sane. Come listen to a story about a man named Webb. County commissioner, Texas born and bred. It seems one day he was looking through some maps. And up from the books come some troubling facts. Gridlock, that is, everywhere, as far as the eye can see. Well, the first thing you know, old Webb says make a plan. City folks said, Webb, we just don't think we can. He said, Collin County is the place I'm gonna be. So he loaded up the trucks and met everybody. City councils, that is, transit boards, experts. And with that, we've come to the end of our time telling the tale of traffic in Collin County with Duncan Webb. Stay with us now for our wrap up, where we give you a peek behind the scenes with myself, producer Mary Jacobs, and a special guest. After all, What's the coolest little on-air join in Plano without sharing a little back corner booth discussion among friends? Lassoing Collin County's traffic situation into shape means enlisting the cooperation of the cities within Collin County as well as some contiguous counties. To get a sense of their challenges, we traveled about 30 minutes northeast of Plano to the city of Princeton, population 12,000 and growing fast at a rate of about 13% or slightly more per year. We wanted to find out what these proposed traffic solutions could mean to the people of Princeton. Hello, my name is John Mark Caldwell and I'm the mayor of the city of Princeton. And I'm Derek Borg, I'm the city manager here in Princeton. Obviously we're, we're growing uh, very rapidly in Princeton. Uh, We've got a lot of new housing developments that are coming in. 
We do have a lot of, obviously, a lot of traffic will come in with those uh, housing developments. Uh, of course, we just uh, brought on Walmart and several of our, uh, our restaurants are coming online. So we're, we're growing very, very rapidly. And of course, we're very excited about our growth. And with growth, obviously, comes opportunities that we'll have to uh, deal with. Princeton, as long as I've been here, has been uh, it's really been referred to as a bedroom community where a lot of our folks uh, live in Princeton but work in Plano or, or Richardson or Dallas. My wife works in downtown Dallas. So there's a lot of times if she leaves 5 o'clock in the afternoon from work, I'll see her about 7.30. I try to have dinner ready. It kind of relieves the pressure of, you know, dealing with all that traffic on the way home. We're seeing a lot of, uh, of first-time homeowners. Uh, I think Princeton was voted in Dallas or D Magazine as the number one place to live for first-time homeowners. That's because our housing is a little bit cheaper, not cheaper houses, but a little bit cheaper priced than you see in McKinney just five or six miles uh, away. And we've been working hand-in-hand -hand with the county now for um, a couple of years. They worked on a 2040 plan that I think Duncan alluded to. and we actually took part of that plan and overlaid it onto our city thoroughfare plan which um, assists in us working together with them and coming up with a common plan so i would say that duncan is right on track with his comments and and what needs to be done in the near future and long term as you'll recall route 380 was one of the four corridors where Duncan Webb proposed to build major freeways to help ease traffic in Collin County. As he acknowledged, the building will involve some pain. Route 380 runs right through the center of Princeton. It's the community's main street, where virtually all of Princeton's businesses and shopping centers are situated. For the mayor and city manager, the prospect of tearing out those businesses to turn 380 into a major freeway doesn't work. We've had several discussions with the commissioners and we have decided that there are other options uh, with, this, with this route. There's an option for it to go north of the city and there's an option to go south of the city. We believe that um, they will probably choose another route other than right down the middle of the town because that would take a 300-foot right-of-way, and that's another 75 feet or roughly off of each side of the current highway. That would probably take most of the businesses out of town. And so we believe that ultimately there will be a decision made that uh, either brings it south of town or north of town and pick up more of the farmland than uh, right down the middle, middle of some already developed land. When we talk about selling it to the constituents, I, you know, I, obviously I would see a, <laughs> if, you're, if you're talking about going out and trying to sell this to uh, current business owners along 380, that would be a tough go. <laughs> The majority of them are along 380, and all of our, all of our, uh, of course, obviously Walmart's new to Princeton. It's it's a big deal here in Princeton, you know. Uh, it'd be a tough uh, pill to swallow to uh, to eliminate those businesses. And I know that that Duncan made the comment that well, you know, that it would it, for a while it would be maybe a problem, but it, you you could build out, you know. Well, you know, I'm sure that's easy to say, uh, and I appreciate his uh, vision. Uh, but it's, uh, 
I'm, I'm hoping personally that we can find an alternate plan because I don't, I don't really personally think this would be a really good plan for Princeton. I just can't imagine, uh, you know, seeing that, seeing that eliminated and starting over. It just, it doesn't seem like it would be uh, a real uh, good concept. I would think that the county would be better off buying farmland, which would be a whole lot less expensive than trying to, to, to remove businesses and then have to try to deal with that, that situation. When you build a limited access highway, like a freeway, bigger businesses, bigger establishments plant themselves along this highway. And we believe that the whether it would go on an alternate, alternate route north or an alternate route south, that those businesses are still going to establish themselves along that route. So we believe there's a there's a, a, a an option to put the limited access highway either north or south of town, and then uh, create the business route through town. So we don't eliminate businesses. We continue to grow, right. but we also have the ability to to work with the county, get this limited access highway in, and and make a place for these bigger uh, outfits to. Uh, to come and, and grow their business. While we all agree that we do not want gridlock, the question of how to prevent it is complicated. No definitive decisions have been made yet. The route for the new highway and other issues will need to be hammered out in the next few years. But the mayor and city manager do agree with Duncan Webb on one thing, that something must be done to address the traffic situation in Collin County in the coming years. We look forward to working with the county hand in hand. Like I said before, we've we've taken their plan and overlaid our thoroughfare plan on top of it. And we, we want to draw the lines where they need to be and uh, spend the money where it needs to be spent. We're, we're on board with, with uh, obviously correcting the problem of transportation. Uh, we have to all work together as a team to get this done. Uh, we may vary in our opinions on some things, but I'm sure as we sit down at the table, we can work those out. Because the bottom line at the end of the day, this is about moving traffic throughout Collin County, and we all want to get to the baseball games, and we all want to get to the to the to the uh, grocery store, and we all want to uh, you know be able to to function. So let's get together, let's sit down, let's iron it out, and let's get it done. This is Cole Boffin from the Plano Podcast. If you want to find out more information, go to planopodcast.com and click on Episode Resources. We've reached the end of another edition of Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. We hope you've enjoyed today's topics and discussion. Remember to follow us on Twitter at, at Plano Podcast and send us your feedback, ideas, and comments. Thanks for listening and subscribing. We'll be waiting for you at our back corner booth. Until next time.